Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. The new look BetQL Network. Uh, It's a huge day here for the network. Uh, we are expanding from two shows out to four. I know you might be listening via an affiliate. I have not heard this station before. This is up at QL Daily, and we are going to be with you 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time every single day. And we now have 14 hours of live sports betting content each and every day. I started doing the show back in September, back when it was a two-hour podcast. We started the network in January ballooned out to three hours, and now we have an expansive network, which we'll have details on hopefully later on during the show, but I have a new five-day-a-week co-host. His name, Joe Giglio from WIP in Philadelphia. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. I'm excited to uh, be here. It is an awesome day for Odyssey, and um, obviously for this show that I get to join you, which you've built here, and uh, I'm excited to do it, be doing this with you five days a week moving forward. This is great. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if uh, you heard the show previous, uh, previously, the uh, Daily Tip was on this morning. They made their debut, Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messinger, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time every single day. I mentioned we're 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. Then we have Jim Rome for three hours. The guys from You Better, You Bet, Fire Things Up, Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 Eastern. And the second new show to the network it's going to be an interactive, like we all watch Red Zone, right? If we're not following our favorite team, honestly, Joe, I, I'm the guy that has Red Zone on the main screen and I and I watch the other games. Even the Bears are on the side TV. But uh, MGM Tonight makes its debut this evening. Ryan Horvath and Quentin Mayo, 7 to 11 Eastern time. I've always thought yeah, we need more stuff like the Red Zone. MLB Network does a little bit of it, but we're going to do that here on the BetQL network uh, through the lens of sports betting, which is really cool if you're into live betting. Yeah, so we've got you basically all day. I mean, you said a 14 hours of this from the morning reaction looking ahead, uh, us doing our show here, the You Better Your Bet guys who are great. And and what you mentioned at night uh, is just is such a cool idea. And and I think one that this space needed because w- yeah. what are we all doing tonight? We're watching the games and we're watching them from a certain perspective. That is how I wagered on them, how this is going, live look-ins, Live betting, it, it's perfect. I, I, this is this is a long this this day was a while coming here for this network, but it's cool to be a part of this. And if you've been paying attention to the live betting, 
and you have the brass ones to make a move on the team trailing by 20 plus points. There have been a number of times this playoffs where you would make some big time coin just taking the money line. I know people are looking, hey, Sixers, go out to a big lead over the last couple of games. Uh, that's where we need to start, Joe. It, the number was seven. Atlanta covered that easily, and they cash on the money line plus 240 under 216. Your final Hawks 103. Sixers. 96. We said on the show on Friday for people that were with us, okay, we figured the Hawks would win, but we didn't predict Sixers win game six on the road and then the Sixers lose game seven at home where they've dominated the last couple of years and they lost three times at home in this series. Yeah, it, it's, I want to say unbelievable, Joe, but it's not. It, it's no. not. This is this Sixers team that there's something wrong with this group that every time you try to trust them, they fail. Doc Rivers had a history of failing in big spots. Three, you mentioned three home losses in this round. Joel Embiid, eight turnovers last night. Ben Simmons, who I just think played his way off the Sixers, was horrific yeah. again last night. I mean, that open dunk with 329 to go that he passed up. It, you know, once in a while we say something's a turning point of a game. I think everyone in that arena knew the game was over. He doesn't dunk it. They miss one free throw. Trey Young goes down and scores. I mean, the Sixers were big favorites to win this series. They were favorites on the road in game six. They won that game. You mentioned how big of a favorite they were in game seven. I mean, the Hawks, the whole time here, had shooting. The Sixers didn't. And didn't it feel like when you watched this series that the Hawks were the team that were experienced? They had been there before. Mm -hmm. The Sixers were the young team that had it, except it was the other way around. It, it is remarkable how they went out. But really, Joe, it's not that surprising. The Sixers have been for a while now. Someone you look at and say, that's a team that could win a title. And then you watch them and you say, that's a team that can't win a title. We will give the Hawks their just due. But even as an outsider, I, I'm not even looking from the uh, Philadelphia perspective like you are. Nationally, just as an NBA observer, storylines 1 through 10 are really all about the Sixers and their failures. And maybe more entertaining than the action that we saw on the court last night was what happened in postgame. One haymaker after another just directed at Ben Simmons' head, and you alluded to it right there. We talked about it last week before this series even wrapped up. Everyone's been discussing can these two players coexist and beat in Simmons? And we were told last night, we don't have to wait. There doesn't need to be much speculation. The Sixers cannot walk into next season with Simmons on the roster. It starts with Doc Rivers, and hopefully we'll get the sound to you later today if you miss some of this. But it started with Doc Rivers. The obvious question, can you win with Ben Simmons at guard? I don't know the answer to that. Doc Rivers is throwing a player under the bus. Immediately after that, Joel Embiid steps to the podium. He's taking shots at Ben Simmons. Everyone is doing this. Like That was fascinating to watch, Joji. Yeah, the whole thing's crumbling down here. And, and really what's remarkable about all this is two weeks ago, I think less than two weeks ago, during this postseason run, when Ben Simmons had games like this, that they won, they got through the Wizards series, the 1-8 series, Doc Rivers is sitting up at the podium after games, basically lecturing everyone, saying, this guy's a treasure, cherish him. Don't worry <laughs> about what he doesn't do well. Talk about what he does do well. And everyone that's watched this for years and years and years play, playing out, like, wait, Doc, this is going to come back to haunt you guys. We've seen this before. And then, of course, now he has a different tune. 
Joe, it's almost as if you ever have a, a very tiny leak in your roof or somewhere in your house. You're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. And then the, the roof caves in. You're like, oh, that's a big deal now. Well, <laughs> Doc Rivers saw the roof cave in last night. It's a big deal now. And once the roof caves in, there's no going back. His career in Philadelphia has to be over. And what's difficult now for them is how are they ever going to find equal value for whatever kind of player he is? It, it's, it's amazing that it got to this point. And somehow, some way, they go from number one seed favorites in this series. Favorites, really. I mean, when you think about what happened to the Nets on Saturday, we'll get to that. Like, the, the Sixers were probably looked as favorites yeah. to get to the finals when Sunday morning opened up. And then they're out. How, how do you not t- look at Ben Simmons and what he has not done on the court and say the guy's scared? He's scared to shoot. When it's money time in the fourth quarter, games four, five, six, and seven, he did not attempt a field goal all game. We addressed earlier in the series what when he missed 10 free throws, your guard is missing 10 free throws. We learned they didn't have another option. Joe, if I told you before the game, Embiid's going to have 31 and 11. Tobias is going to come through with 24 and 14. He had some struggles throughout the series. Seth Curry's been big. He's going to hit five threes and score 16 points. And Trey Young is going to go five for 23 from the field. How much money are you putting down on the Sixers last night? A lot, more than I should. That That's for sure. And, and the Trey Young thing, I think he had one or two shots made heading into the fourth quarter. I mean, he'd done nothing, and the Hawks are right there. I, I was watching the, kind of the reaction play out during this game, and, and at halftime some people were like, ah, I feel okay about this. I'm like, Trey Young didn't really do anything yet, and th- this game is basically even. This mm-hmm. is I don't like the way this is going. For the Sixers, he is scared, Joe. He's scared to shoot. He's scared to go to the free throw line. That's why he didn't dunk the ball with 329 to go. He was afraid he'd get hacked there. I mean, that guy can make a dunk in his sleep. He's 6'10 and is one of the greatest athletes in the NBA. To not dunk it there, it shows the problems here. Joe, Ben Simmons is the biggest Sixers issue, but I also think that Ben at this point is the ultimate cover for everything else wrong in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid is a great player. He deserved MVP consideration. Joe, he can't stay healthy. And he can't, his stamina late in games, he looks like on Sunday he was conserving his energy throughout the game. That's not what great players do in the biggest games. Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. you know, that amazing performance that he lost, but in game seven, he played with energy throughout the whole thing. And Bede couldn't. So he had eight turnovers. He didn't do a good enough job. Doc Rivers, I mean, how many game sevens does this guy have to lose before we just say, you know what? I'm not betting on Doc anymore. So the coaching's not great. The rest of the team isn't great. Uh, Joel Embiid is a special player, but I, I don't know if you can win a title with him as your number one because of his no. physical issues. So Ben is the problem, but I, I don't know if it makes Philadelphia just magically a, a title winner if they just kick him out the door. It's very complicated for them right now. If Embiid is even healthy, let, let's say he is, right? And that's always been the number one issue with him. But if he is healthy, can you really construct a roster with him as your closer, though? hasn't that been exposed throughout the playoffs that they need a closer and people are yelling at Ben Simmons. You're right. And maybe, and he's going to be the scapegoat for the entire season. And if you fix that issue, it doesn't mean you're going to cover everything else up, but I guess with Ben Simmons, you need a scoring guard that you can trust. Like, They're going to Seth Curry again and again late in games. Why? Because he's made shots during the series. Give him full credit for that. But really season on the line, you're going to Seth Curry. Yeah, and that's not going to work to win a title. It's, it's, it's just yeah. not. You, they do need a scoring guard. The, the ironic part is 
Daryl Morey, their GM, knew this, that he tried to change for James Harden during the season. They couldn't pull it off. They had interest in Kyle Lowry during the season. They couldn't pull it off. Like, they know the issue there. And I think, Joe, they even know the issue you mentioned, which is can you construct the offense late in games around Joel Embiid, who is out of gas in the fourth quarter of, of, of late in playoff games. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they fix this, but they are, they've become now one of the NBA's biggest disappointments. And, and I, I've been saying this for a while, and it, it's, it's so ironic. When the Sixers started their process, you know, let's, let's tear it down. Let's rebuild it. Let, let's not be in the middle. Let's win a title. That was the whole mm-hmm. idea. Well, they said, we want to avoid being the team that goes out in the second round, second round and out. Well, guess what the Sixers have become? A high profile second round and out team. That is the ceiling for this team since the process began. I don't know if it's karma. I don't know if it's irony. I don't know if it's just poor roster construction, but there is something unbelievable that, hey, let's tear it down. Let's build it back up. We're getting knocked out in the second round anyway. And it's got to hurt even more that, look, it was there for you. It's all there. The path, we're not talking about LeBron. We're not talking about the one seed in the West. They're all out. Kevin Durant, James Harden, if Kyrie was going to return, they're all out. And we're the one seed in the East. We got home court. We're great at home. And we lose three games in one series to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Great job by Herter. Speaking of Seth Curry, attacking Curry all night, 27 points. Mentioned Trey Young. He's, he's going to get his. He's always going to get his, 21 and 10, even though he missed 18 shots in the evening. John Collins, solid all series long. He was pretty much a double-double machine, and we were talking about the post game. How about that shirt that John Collins was wearing? Oh, man, a picture of Collins this series dunking on Embiid. I tell you what, I, I shouldn't say this, um, but the Hawks won me over in this series. I, I I'm starting to believe in the Hawks. <laughs> they won me over. I will be putting a little bit of money on them to go further than they already went. I, I just that there's something fun about that team. Trey Young is really good. We know that. Herder impressed that guy to me. The only guy that could contain Kevin Herder, as a, a Maryland college basketball fan, Joe, is Mark Turgeon. C- Kevin Herder played at Maryland. How did they not win a lot of games with him there? He's unbelievable. And John Collins has some toughness. I, I don't think that people realize he had. That that team, I, I know they're looked at right now as this underdog. Like, how'd they get here? Look look what the odds were for them to get to where they are. Joe, they're good. I, I don't think the Hawks are going to, and they're really young. I mean, Jimmy Patsos was on with us last week, on, I believe Friday, and said he wouldn't be surprised if they're going to the finals. And he might be right on that. The Hawks are good. Two rounds ago, start of the playoffs, the Hawks were 101 to win the title. And maybe they don't win the title, but if you got down on them a little something at 100 to 1, you could put yourself in a nice spot uh, to certainly make some money. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski here, Joe Giglio as well. This is a brand new show with you 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on the BetQL network and later on this in the show we're going to speak with John Heyman, Odyssey MLB insider, Ryan McDonough, NBA insider for odyssey and i can't wait to speak with ryan mcdonough because he is the man that drafted devin booker the suns take game one rest versus rust the 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 old argument well phoenix did enough to win and cover the four points 120 to 114 it goes over the total of 219 and the hook booker amazing a 40 point triple double he's on the list in the postseason with lebron barkley and the big o had 16 consecutive points um at one part in the game and you just even without Kawhi, can you say the clippers are done can you i don't know they're zero and five in games one and two so far in the playoffs and here they are in the conference finals 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like the first couple of games matter that much for the full series with them. But that's a big performance to win game one without Chris Paul. That's big for the Suns, uh, who, who have really become something here. And, Joe, it, it, I was thinking about this with the Hawks. The Suns now, we'll talk to Ryan McDonough, who helped start to build this Suns team. I wonder mm-hmm. if we're getting to a point now in the NBA, we always seem to know what's going to happen before it happens. The super teams. I wonder if because of the way the league keeps changing every couple of years, once in a while, a young team's going to pop and we don't see it coming. You might be able to get value on one of those teams one of these years. The Hawks. The Suns, did anyone see this coming? Runs to the conference finals this year. They're they're both those teams are ahead of schedule, way ahead of schedule. Do we need to start betting on teams that fire coaches in the middle of the season? A couple years ago, it was the Blues winning the Cup, and now we've got the Hawks making this deep run. And uh, the the top three that we talked about all season in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Oh, well, the top three, the top three, they're going to be so tough. Really, there's a big separation between them and the rest of the conference, two of the three out. It might be a market inefficiency. As soon as someone <laughs> fires their coach and you think it's yes. chaos, jump on that team. Yeah, McMillan did an unbelievable job with the Hawks. And here they are, Hawks-Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, I know you're in the middle of the playoffs, but um, we have a day off from the NBA. Like, if the Hawks want to send out a press release, oh, by the way, we've taken the interim tag off of McMillan. That's fine by me. You, it's okay, guys. You made the Conference Finals. He proved he proved he can hack it in the NBA. Uh, yeah, you can make him the official head coach moving forward. Yeah, no, no need to wait on that. Just, just, just give, give Nate McMillan the job. He earned it. Uh, we're going to continue to break down the NBA playoffs, and we didn't even get to what happened on Friday and Saturday. It's the Joes on BetQL Daily from BetQL. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network.
BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio on the BetQL Network. Brand new look to the network. We're expanding from 7 to 14 hours of sports betting content every single day. We're reacting to, of course, what we witnessed in the NBA yesterday and over the weekend. One more quick note on uh, the Phoenix Clippers start to the series as the Suns cover and win game one with out Chris Paul. That's the big thing, Joe G. It sounds like Chris Paul is going to be ready to go in game number two. And it, it feels like throughout the NBA playoffs so far, anything you think is going to happen, you're pretty sure about something. The series is going to completely flip, whether it's based on new information or just terrible performance. However, we might be looking at uh, a pair of shorter conference finals. Yeah, we certainly could. And the, and the odds, you know, kind of point that way. Look, look, the Suns right now after the game one win, minus 430 you could find. Now, that's a pretty big number. <laughs> and especially considering the Clippers have come back in these series. like That's built in. We know that. We know they have an ability to come back. They just beat the Jazz, knocked out the number one seed. The fact that it's minus 430 tells me Chris Paul is, is likely on his way back soon. And we still, there's a lot of ambiguity about Kawhi Leonard. There's still nothing concrete. Is he close? Is he not? My guess is he's not that close and we're not probably not not going to see him so i mean that's a significant number for the for the suns here who have gone from oh yeah it's a cool nice story but they're playing the lakers in the first round to like wow they're they're overwhelming favorites to get to the nba finals you tell me joe g bigger surprise friday or saturday saturday milwaukee friday clips i'll go friday clips i i didn't see that coming you. you both you and i picked the jazz to win that game uh to get it back to a game seven i just thought and, and donovan mitchell played that that you and i didn't know that friday we were kind of speculating thinking watching woes talk about it and uh give us updates we didn't even know if donovan mitchell was going to play i believe he had 39 points on friday night so he played terrence mann comes out of nowhere first time i heard the, the name terrence mann in, in a significant way since field of dreams comes out of nowhere to, to have a great game so they win they move on um, the fact that the Suns are are here up 1-0 and the Jazz are, are out, it has completely flipped the, the landscape of the Western Conference. I thought for sure you were going to say the Nets getting bounced in game number seven after you have two opportunities to just win one game with that superstar power. But I agree with you. Uh, the Clippers running away with that game with a 12-point victory on Friday. Jazz. Great defense all year. They're top three in efficiency at both ends of the court. But that great defense with the defensive player of the year, once again with Rudy Gobert, he was their biggest issue. And they give up 81 points in the second half, below a 25-point lead. I, I know we've learned this playoffs. No game is over. It doesn't matter what the lead is, even if we're out to 20, 25 points in the second half. But that was shocking. I mean, as you mentioned, behind Terrence Mann, even though they were the Clippers were at home, I I had no idea. And then you also throw into the mix, yeah, Kawhi's out. Everybody in the world says, okay, Jazz have an easy path, easy path. Of course, Paul goes into the protocol. Look at them. This might be a walk for them to the NBA Finals. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Clippers go out and they win two in a row. Yeah, Joe. I don't know if it is uh, if it's signal or noise or it's just a coincidence. But think about the two best defensive big men in the NBA: Rudy Gobert. Joel Embiid, both gone in the second round. And we, all regular season, we're like, oh, wow, these guys are so amazing. They protect the paint. Think about the playoffs, about shot creation and stopping on the perimeter. And for as great as those guys are defensively, do they, their impact just doesn't – it's not – you know, this isn't David Robinson, Kim Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, when you and I, you and I were growing up, Joe. This, the game is different now. And I just wonder – 
and I know the Jazz have Donovan Mitchell. He he's their lead player and scorer. But obviously the Sixers, it's, it's Joel on both sides. I just wonder if the big man, as the best player or or lead defender, if it if it matters as much as we think it does when we talk about wow, they were so efficient this that during the regular season. So, I th- I think we were um, we were all thinking that the big man has gone away. And you heard it all year in Philadelphia when Embiid was in the hunt for the MVP. And even though I did have a Jokic ticket, very happy that he won at 36 to 1, I do agree that if Embiid was on the court more, that he probably would have won the award, number one seed in the East, all that. But um, I think that's a great point and something that I was thinking about yesterday. One of the storylines throughout the season the big man is back. It's all about the big man this year. And look what happens. Jokic knocked out early in the playoffs. Embiid is gone. Like, okay, maybe not. No, it's still about guard play. And what are we screaming about with Philadelphia? You mentioned Embiid where he was in defensive player of the year voting. And the same thing with Simmons. Many uh, Sixers people blaming everything on that dude. Yeah, well, look, defense is wonderful, and, and it matters. And you, you need you need to play good defense to win. You need to put the ball in the basket to finish off playoff series. And the, the teams that do it keep moving. The teams that don't are out. I mean, look at the Hawks. Like, that team, they wouldn't have anyone you'd say, wow. And their best defense player is hurt. You know, Hunter's hurt. He's out. He's not playing the rest of this, this playoff run. And they just keep winning. And the Suns here have a nice team. But, I mean, no, no one's going to say DeAndre Ayton's going to win a defensive player of the year award anytime soon. That They put mm-hmm. the ball in the basket, and they're efficient. So, it, the regular season and the postseason basketball are different animals, and, and we see it, and it's like we forget it, and then it smacks us in the face again. Uh, Saturday, the game that everyone was looking forward to, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I, I felt this was a coin toss going in. In game six of this series, felt strong about the Bucks' chances at home. They balled out. They forced Saturday's game seven. Duran had nothing at the end. Nash played him 53 minutes. He scored 48, and they still didn't win. Harden, even though he could barely move when he was available in this series, I give him credit for actually being on the court, but he played 53 minutes. Bruce Brown is out there for 52 minutes. No depth to the roster, and it came back to haunt him. Also, what came back to haunt him is that uh, Katie's toe is just a little too big. Yeah, you see his face when he made that shot. He thought, maybe I was behind the line. He wasn't. Uh, Joe, I'm going to say... The, the Nets, people are talking about them being a very big disappointment, right? They're the big three. They put it together. They don't win. I actually mm-hmm. think, all things considered, they're in a really good spot to win a title soon. They're all under contract. Kevin Durant this year, in the beginning of the year, wasn't even playing back-to-backs because of the injury. The fact that he could play 50 minutes at the end, even though he was gassed, I think bodes well for the Nets' future. Durant back next year. Harden back next year. Irving back this year. This reminds me, different spot, and it wasn't as high profile of an exit. Remember when the Heat came together and lost to the Mavericks in, the, in their first run together in the finals? Look, the next year, they figured it out, and they won the title. When we look forward, when this thing's over, the Nets are going to be the favorites for me significantly to win next year's NBA title. That's a disappointing exit, but I feel like they're in a really good spot moving forward. Oh, believe me, Bulls fans are celebrating that. They were celebrating the start of the regular season. When they were below 500, they figured it out, but it takes a year. My first thought after the Nets were eliminated, and it, naturally people will say, oh, you need you need to add this, you need to add that. You don't need to add anything. They're just fine. They're going to be just fine next year, and I can't wait to see what the numbers are because I don't. it's funny. Do you want to put – a large sum of money aside on an NBA futures with such short odds, but they're going to be the clear cut favorite to win the title. And they should be. 
Yeah, they have to be. And I, I would put good money on them to win it next year. And the injury bug would just be the big worry. And, and let's just give credit to Giannis for a second here. It, it is, it's become in vogue to rip Giannis, talk about his playoff failures. I think we've all at some point said, wow, but there's something wrong with the Bucs. They're not going to win. And Giannis, and I remember hit rips on his free throw shooting, kind of like Ben Simmons. But that guy just had 40, 13, and 5 on the road in a game seven. Giannis is not a perfect player. But he is a hell of a basketball player. And now he is on a team that has home court advantage in this round. And they're an even bigger favorite. Obviously, they're not not up yet like the Suns are. But they're an even bigger favorite in this moment to go to the NBA Finals. Minus 550 on the Bucs to beat the Hawks and to get to the Finals. I mean, at some point, we're going to have to give Giannis some credit here if he does pull this off and gets to the Finals. Uh, as a reminder, though, yeah, that toe, I mean, that's the difference. It changes all the talking points about what we saw. That's what the, the playoffs are. A game seven, a small sample size means so much. People are going to get fired. Some people are going to lose their jobs. Uh, we've seen it so far throughout the playoffs. However, um, I was all set to come in here on this Monday morning and just shred Drew Holiday. All, all year I hear how he was the big addition, huge upgrade, big difference maker for the team and he was in the final five minutes yeah he had a rough game throughout none of that mattered mentally you have to give that guy all the credit in the world yeah you do and to do it on the road in a game seven it shows the advantage of having veterans like that bucks team there's a lot of vets there Giannis has been around a while now middleton around a while now holiday ironically was the first player the sixers traded when they started their process and here's drew holiday on, on his way potentially to the NBA finals as the Sixers toil wherever they are. Um, and look, even the guys, you know, the role players, in that team, Brooke Lopez, PJ Tucker, you, you need vets in the playoffs. You, you really do that. The NBA is unlike any sport where the youngest teams typically do not do it, which makes what the Hawks are doing even that much more incredible. But yeah, holiday was, was gigantic. And they traded a ton for him, Joe, they, they, they traded for him and traded a significant, I think three first round picks for that moment on Saturday night. Uh, BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe O and Joe G here on the BetQL Network with you. 14 hours a day of live sports betting coverage uh, here on the expanding network and a lot more announcements coming your way. So you mentioned that the Phoenix Suns are minus 455 and Atlanta is minus 480. And you're right, kind of clues in that we could have a couple of short series, but it's uh, expect the unexpected. That's what we've learned this season in the NBA playoffs. The common thread that you have to point to, and it's been the, the number one talking point, talking point because it's just the facts as teams have, lo- have lost player after player. The four teams standing at the end, if we're excluding the Clippers from the conversation, and it happened so late uh, with Kawhi, the healthiest teams. Healthiest teams. Atlanta, I know Trey Young has a contraption on his shoulder every five minutes, but they say he's 100% healthy, which I find quite amusing. Milwaukee, they lost DiVincenzo, but come on, it's DiVincenzo. They didn't lose one of their top three players. And Phoenix, Chris Paul misses game one, something else that happened late, but um, he got healthy in the middle of that Lakers series. They're pretty much healthy. They have all their dudes moving forward, assuming CP3 is going to be out there for game number two. Yeah, I think it's it's probably uh, just a combination of things that led us here. One, the NBA, and you mentioned with the Nets and their stars, they're okay. It's the Star League. So if you lose your stars, like the depth doesn't matter. This isn't the NFL. You know, we're not talking about a backup guard coming in and the Browns offense is fine with and It doesn't work like that in this sport. And the other thing is this year, for whatever reason, it was the condensed season. 
the stop and go last year. It's just, we've seen more injuries than ever before. I mean, LeBron can blame uh, Adam Silver and they could all point fingers at each other. The bottom line is this is where they're at. And it, it does even point again back to where we started today. The Sixers best player is a big man who's always hurt. It, it just it portends very poorly for the future of the Sixers, how they're going to win a title. And, and even the Nets, as much as I believe in them next year, like they're, they got some old guys who have been banged up before and have had significant issues. So it's, you know, the, the, the healthiest team. And, and here are the Hawks. It's just amazing. The Hawks are that team that they're here. They are because they're healthy and their best players out there. I'm going to be lost tonight. No NBA playoff action for the first time in so many days going to be lost, but uh, we can look ahead to Tuesday a little bit. And the Suns are six-point favorites. So game one, they were four-point favorites. And it sounds like they'll be adding Chris Paul to the court. And they'll be six-point favorites. So impressive at home. They've won 19 of their last 21 there. Yeah, sorry. This is a uh, this is clearly a Suns look. And so I guess they're saying that Chris Paul's value is two points to the spread. And um, yeah, I understand. It wouldn't surprise me if this ticks up a little bit, maybe to six and a half. I would think so. I mean, if, if we if we get news, Paul is going to play. I think the money will, will start moving towards the sun significantly. And I wouldn't be surprised if they cover it. We'll talk about it tomorrow and the, the game in depth. But I I love where, the way they're playing right now. And you mentioned at home, they just they just look like they know they're going to win. You know, you know, the team they remind me of, I know Chris isn't out there in the moment. Remember when uh, Jason Kidd got to the New Jersey Nets and he kind of turned a franchise that was just, you know, they were just more about. Like the Nets were nothing. And then Jason Kidd got there, and they, it, that team had some talent. You know, they had Kenyon Martin, and they had some of those those other guys, Keith Van Horn. All of a sudden, like, wait, the Nets are in the finals? And that's the way the Suns are. It's just like the the uh, the whole program has been flipped around with Chris Paul's presence. Do we need to put Devin Booker top 10? Top 10 status. Has he reached there? Not just with yesterday, what he's done all season. The value of Chris Paul, we all understand. He was the one getting MVP votes, but I've been saying along with many others, the most talented player that they have is Booker. We do have to put him there. I always joke that NBA fans, for as, as much as we uh, love the game and numbers, we can't count because we have like 12 top 10 players. <laughs> I know. So, so we, we might have to uh, make sure we have 10 spots. But yes, uh, uh, as I say, sit here today, Devin Booker, Joe, is a top 10 player in the league. Okay, top four vote getters in the MVP race were Jokic, Embiid, Curry, and Giannis. There's four. We've got to throw Luka in there as well. We're at five. Harden. LeBron, Kawhi, Harden. Now we're at eight. Right. All those are ahead of Booker, right? Yes. And the numbers, this is what happens. You get to nine, then you have six more to go. Yeah, right. Um, I'd put Booker in that 9-10 range. I, is, is Dame ahead of him? Dame is is ahead of him but dame's never been to the finals and devin booker very well maybe three wins is three wins from the finals donovan mitchell i'd rather have booker i would too he might be 10th he barely makes it <laughs> which, barely means makes either, which means either lillard or booker lillard or mitchell are not in the top 10 right right yeah exactly that's a great point we have a top 10 with 15 players all the time in the nba Beck ql daily it's the joes we'll tell you what happened with the u.s open odds on BetQL daily from BetQL. okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 